The presenting sponsor of Upmarket is Aereo, the best place to help manage and grow your real estate media business. Online at Aereo.com. That's A-R-Y-E-O.com. Coming to you from the Upmarket studio in the beautiful Ojai Valley of Southern California. This is Upmarket, a podcast about the business of real estate photography and media. My name is Reed Fish. I'm the CEO and a co-founder of Upmarket Media. Super special episode today. So special. We don't have Mark. We don't have Chelsea. But we do have Brianne Ippolito, who's the operations manager and co-owner of Zoom Media, based in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And Brianne is the operations manager, oversees, I think, 14, 15, 16, I don't know, many, many employees. And and Brianne, we met um, at PMRE last year, uh, um, you know, back in Las Vegas. And, and to refresh everyone's memory, even though I talk about it all the time, I gave a presentation at the conference on how and why you might want to scale your real estate media business. And then later that day, after my presentation, and you came up to me. Do you remember what you said to me? Uh, well, <laughs> I think I kind of called you out. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not that, gonna, <laughs> I'm not go. gonna yeah. say exactly what I said to you, but I do think that I mentioned your uh, presentation lacked a few of the critical things, like uh, the challenges and right. parts about scaling your business that are rather difficult, I think is the best way that I can put it. Yeah, I, well, that's a very diplomatic way of putting that. And and <laughs> but, and the, the funny thing is, though, is I really felt like I was, I really tried to be even handed in the presentation. And I, and I feel like I was not trying to paint this just overly rosy picture of scaling your business, even though for me, it absolutely has been this journey that has made many positive changes in my life. I was also trying to talk about kind of the, the, the hard things, but I guess it didn't quite land for you. So, but what were you like, like, what is it about that scaling that, that for you is, is hard? Cause you've, you know, as we've talked, I've learned that you've you know, been working in real estate media for like 10 years, you've been scaling this business and you've gotten to a point where you're actually much bigger than, than upmarket media is. So, you know, what have been those pain points for you? I mean, why, why did you feel compelled to come up to me and tell me that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think it was anything actually to do with your presentation. It's yeah. probably just like a little bit of a, um, you know, inner feeling that I hold, <laughs> you know, towards how much work it, you do have to put into actually scaling your business, right? And, right. Um, you know, all the challenges that come with it. Um, even in particular, actually just listen to your, your podcast the other day about, you know, poor photo quality when you start getting those emails. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, you know, and when you grow a company, that stuff also grows, you know. Right. So when you've got five people you may get three complaints but when you've got 15 people you're getting way more complaints or you know way more issues to deal with right so there's so many more things that kind of go into growing a business when you're dealing with realtors and that you know constant kind of energy that they put out (laughs) (laughs) what 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 what, perchance what energy is that Uh, (laughs) i'm gonna try and say this as politely as positive but negative energy that occasionally comes out uh, 
no, no real, no realtors listen to this podcast. So this is a safe space yeah. for real estate media professionals to bitch about realtors. And you know, it's, it's yeah. kind of the whole point. Um, Right. So you, so the, the more you expand, actually the, the, the benefits expand, but also the, the downside. So you are, and, and that's one of the struggles I've, that, that, you know, Mark and I have absolutely faced is you, you know, you let go and, and you, you give all these shoots to, you know, other shooters, but they're most of the time, they're not going to be do quite as good of a job as you know, the classic kind of owners of the company who just shot a thousand houses and, you know, it, this is not going to be the same thing. Um, so, so quality control has, uh, you know, I think is always going to be an issue. And I think the bigger you get, yeah. I mean, it just seems like a, a, like a total nightmare. And is that kind of your main, is one of the things that you're doing in your day to day is to kind of dealing with the disgruntled realtors? Yes. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> it is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are lots of wonderful things about my day-to-day job but that oh, part of, of it is is the worst um but it's not just what i do i think it's also the bigger you you grow the more you have more people to be responsible for in a sense as well right right so right. like i'm a you know born and bred and raised people pleaser which is like mm-hmm. the worst person to be in this industry as well right, right. <laughs> because i find like you you want to please your clients right right but at the same time then I'm dealing with my actual employees who I want to make happy as well so there's scheduling nightmares there's who's driving across the city there's last minute requests there's Mm -hmm. all the stuff that you are dealing with with one person or you're you just used to deal with as yourself so you Mm -hmm. could maybe kind of say I don't know like handle it better in a way if it's mm-hmm, for yourself mm-hmm. right okay I can right. go I can drive across the city last minute right. for this person right. because it's my job and that's what I have to do right. but when I'm requesting it of my own employees it becomes difficult to ask that of them but then you also want to make the client happy yeah so when you know amplifying that by 15 people <laughs> I'm mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know and maybe 200 clients it's a lot right. of people, right? It's suddenly right. that's, I think, the biggest challenge right. that I really face is right. how do you keep your company happy and your clients happy at the same time? Right, the balance, right? Because we, we mm-hmm. want, because I think, you know, and, and one of the points I've been making lately is that, you know, to have a success, to scale, to scale successfully, you need two things. You need happy clients and happy employees. And if you, mm-hmm. and if you don't have those two things, you're not, you're not going to be successful. So it uh, and they like, so just ha- are difficult to exist in the same sentence. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Because right. If my clients were happy. My employees would work 48 hours all the time. Like they, you know, right. or if my employees were happy, they would do one job a day for a million dollars. Like there's right. no, right. <laughs> it's a difficult right. balance to make. So I think that is one thing that we've kind of, tried to figure out. And as we've scaled and as we've grown, we've definitely learned to work on that balance for our employees. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, like we stopped offering twilights on Fridays. We just ah. don't anymore. Like things like oh, that. That's why that's you know, like, going to the podcast at the very end. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, yeah. I heard that and I thought, yeah, because <laughs> those are the worst. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's my tagline. But, yeah. you know, you we have to make some sacrifices for our clients for our employees and sometimes we have to make our employees have to help us and I don't want to say they have to make sacrifices but they have to do you know extra jobs or two little things to make the clients happy as well because at the end of the day you do want both of them to right be okay (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, and keep like, working and keep hiring you. <laughs> right, 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 right. So how many how many shoots a day are 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 you all doing? You know, on average, do you think? On average, I would say we would like them to be doing three to five a day. Three to five um, a day. So yeah. So you're doing yeah, forty five to sixty shoots a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is and are you counting? And is that a shoot? Is like, is that just photos? I presume you're all doing video. You're doing, you know, a 3D yeah, option. Yeah. So all we actually have our own drafting technicians as well. Um, mm-hmm. So we do RMS measurements and floor plans to, um, with people instead of mm-hmm. like we have machines as well. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I just, I just do it on my, do it. I just do it on my phone. It's great. It's like cost 15 bucks. It's great. Yeah. No, don't tell my clients that we have people. <laughs> yeah, right. so, very skilled, very skilled, highly trained technicians who will do yeah, that for so you. Some of like, you know, some of those appointments I'm sending two people to the same appointment. Right. Right. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. Yeah. We do that people. too. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So if it's, you know, if it's five houses in a day, sometimes um, my, photographer and my drafting technician and my videographer will be at the same house so they'll kind of all have the same appointments right. uh, when we're really busy in spring some of them have done like more than that in a day obviously Jeez. then when it's win- right. winter we do less um especially right. this month it's quite it's slow season but you right. know like it <laughs> it depends on the hours and the time as well but obviously that's again things that we've had to learn to kind of try and um make better for them like when jamie and right. i used to do it and we started we were doing eight right. a day right so you were <laughs> Just, so when, when you started so with with the, the your co-owner of the company you were essentially you know kind of a, not a solo shooter but two shooters and and kind of co-owners and you were just taking the brunt of everything yourself and just like shooting because I think that's what we do as solo shooters or in those early days is you just take as many shoots as you can do. And then once you have an employee, you realize, well, I can't give them eight shoots a day because I can go work 12 hours, but I can't have them go work 12 hours and, and, and do yeah, that day in, day out. Exactly. But then there, you know, there becomes an kind of a compromise or we try to where right now, some of them are not doing much at all right now. Right. So, right. you know, in the middle of the slow season. Yeah. Yeah. And, and most of ours are employees versus contractors. We've kind of gone back and forth for the last 10 years. What's better for the company? Right. What's better for our people? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in spring when they are really busy, we realize that they're probably working overtime. But when it mm-hmm. is slower right now, you know, they're, they could be doing nothing today. So they're getting right. paid to do mm-hmm. nothing when they're right. getting paid a little, you know, they're doing extra <laughs> when it's busy. Right. So, right. you yeah. know, we hope that there's an understanding of that kind of compromise for the, for the salary for the year. Hmm. So it is, so, but, so is your biggest pain point? Cause I, because I, I, I is it just dealing with the realtors or, or, or what are the other things I think that, that you kind of are, have gone through in the last you know, five years that, that are kind of the harder, the harder parts is, of scaling. I think those are the, the bigger things is one, obviously dealing with realtors is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, you say, you say it the worst. I mean, it is the worst. It is the worst. I know it's, you know, I think that they have different expectations and so that's something we've learned to deal with. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
it's a hard thing to deal with on a regular basis because you're constantly mm-hmm. trying to please someone with high expectations. Right. Right. And so I think that is the biggest thing is, is kind of dealing with that or becoming the person to blame when they don't sell the house, things like that. Like the negative yes. kind of aspect of it is, yeah. is a difficult thing to go through it. I would say for me personally, it, it wears on you after a few years, like the constant kind of dealing with right. that is probably one of the bigger things. And then the second thing being like, people pleasing aspect of it mm-hmm, and the, mm-hmm. the challenge of making sure that I'm trying to keep my employees happy. And, you know, we've gone through quite a few ups and downs. We've had, we've hired and fired a lot of people in the last few years. <laughs> Not fired, but oh, laid off mm-hmm, or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you know, oh, like mm-hmm. we, we, because of difference of opinions or just, you know, they wanted to change or whether maybe they've moved away, something like that. And, you know, the struggle of, training new people and getting people ready and everything that kind of comes and goes with um, growing a business is that you, you kind of get attached to this, these people and you want to make sure that they're happy. Right. Sure. But you're, you know, you're also attached to your clients and you also want to make sure that they're happy. So I think that for me is the second biggest struggle is kind of that really fine line between making sure that I run a happy company with good culture mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. good hours and <laughs> right, right, a good quality of <laughs> good life. employees. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and and then I also, you know, have clients who want to keep coming back. So that mm-hmm. there's just a, it's just a struggle. <laughs> it's right. Well, it's, it, it's right? a constant. It's, it's a constant balancing act, right? And you're never done. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, it's even if you get it figured out. Well, it's figured out for this week, but then what happens next week? Uh, you know, cause there's always going to be a new variable with the client. There's always going to be, you know, and when you have 15 employees, I mean, you know, there's going to be turnover. There's going to be, you know, everything else. It's like, you just can't, there, there's no, there's no constants. Even with us where we're smaller, it's like, we just have, I mean, we have four employees and even that it's like, I, I can't imagine that we'll have those same set of four employees for five straight years. I mean, it's just going to mm-hmm. be that there, there's going to be that change. Um, and I, I want to ask you, like, looking at Zoom, uh, and you call it Zoom Media, right, or just Zoom, I can't remember. Um, the, the, but, you know, looking at your stuff uh, on Instagram, uh, and even just like you gave me your card at PMRE, and I felt like I pulled a muscle uh, uh, picking it up because <laughs> it was so, it's like the, the card stock is so thick and heavy. Mm. Like, it, it seems like you you have positioned yourself as a bit more on the luxury side, it, or, you know, or... And is that true? Or, or, I mean, I assume you're kind of doing all sor- sorts of homes, but are, are you trying to kind of project this kind of luxury brand that then you, that your clients are expecting a certain level of work and a certain level of, of, of everything else? And is that playing into probably some of the, the stuff with the realtors? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it started, you know, with the very beginning with Jamie, like he is an amazing photographer and he's the CEO and Jamie is the CEO and the kind of original uh, shooter for the company. Right. Yeah. So he started and people were used to his, you know, standard of photos. Right. Right. So then as we grew, we kind of put that at the forefront of our business was our photo Mm -hmm. quality should always be the highest and and we should have this like high end kind of luxury photos. And then we started Mm -hmm. to add other things into it. So when you add in those other services, you can't, add them in at a lower quality. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you have to exactly. kind of keep up yeah. with what you're already trying to portray and trying to produce. So we started mm-hmm. adding like the floor plans and, you know, video and whatever else. Now we've got reels and all sorts of things. But it, if you 
want to offer those, but you also have clients who want 24 hour turnaround. <laughs> they yes, want it right. done yesterday. <laughs> you know, yeah. they will, they want, you know, you to be available tomorrow at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. when they're t- messaging me tonight at 8.30 p.m. And I'm yeah. like, well, I, I got, I've only got one person left who's available tomorrow. I can send. They're newer. Yeah. This is what's going to happen. Something like that, right? Like, we want to uphold that. And that's part mm-hmm. of who I think Zoom Media kind of is. It's just um, also being able to keep in the industry, right? Where it's a fast right. pace and it's kind of a constant right. moving, constantly changing, like, you know, going from different styles of photography, like more Mm -hmm. um, the luxury and more magazine and more lights off now. And how do we kind of go into that and changing with the times as well. Right. So. Yeah. Right. Right. And we're, 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 we're struggling with all that right now too, you know, (laughs) because then you, you know, we, you want to offer something even better, but how do you say to the clients that you've been working with for so long? Um, actually, right. what we've been doing wasn't very good. We've got something else, right? right? Like, right. Right. you can't really well, do I mean, that. So, well, I think you just got to pitch it as, as a bit of an upgrade or like, hey, we're giving you this extra value. And, yeah, and we've noticed that what's getting more engagement is this kind of stuff, you know, where you're just like, hey, this is, we're staying ahead of the curve. We're staying, you know, or, or we're at least staying current. And, you know, and, and, and it, that, that brought to mind kind of one of the things that, that I feel about this industry is like, you know, there's kind of this old joke, you know, in the, in the creative world, like we, you can tell your client, look, you can have, you can have it cheap, fast and good, but you can only choose two of those things. Right. But mm-hmm. I feel like in real estate photography, we have to be all three. We have to mm-hmm. be, you know, uh, you know, relatively cheap. We have to be super fast and it has to be pretty damn good. And, and that's the thing where, and, and I, I think that's, to me, almost the bane of our lives is we have to be all those things. And so then it just is this crushing thing over and over and over again is it's got to be fast, but then they're going to be pissed if the photos aren't completely amazing. And then the second you, you, you know, you have to charge to go back or you have to charge or, you know, whatever some charges is, someone's going to bitch about it. I mean, it's just like, it, it's, it often feels like it's just a no win situation. Yeah. And the competition is fierce. I do have to say that's been a big change in the last few years that we've really noticed. Mm -hmm. Like when we started and when I started, I know there were maybe, I want to say two, three other companies Mm -hmm. in Calgary doing this. Um, And now I probably, there's got to be like 10, 15, 20. I have no idea. There's so many, they're popping up all the time. And our realtors are saying things like, Hey, I got an email for this. They're offering this. It's a constant Mm -hmm. kind of battle of, yeah, we want to stick our, our ground mm-hmm. of our quality and our prices and but mm-hmm. you know we're getting flooded with other competitors who are lowering the prices or doing things right. slightly differently so how do we kind of keep on track with that shit it's just hard <laughs> I mean, it's just like running i mean that's the whole thing it's like this is like it is not easy and you know just no. when you think you got to figure it out you got to figure it out again Absolutely. You you think you've got it figured out and then like one of your employees becomes one of your biggest competitors or something like that. Oh, yeah. Constantly Uh. throwing something your way that you have to kind of maneuver around and and start over and find the balance. I feel like uh, Jamie and I are are always joking that we're just kind of um, just running just a bit far enough ahead. (laughs) Just just trying to stay caught up with what's going on out there. Right. Well, are you, are you, do you think you're all the, the, the kind of biggest company in Calgary and how big is Calgary? I've never, I've never, I, I I'm going to admit this, this is shameful, 
I've never been to Canada. I, I feel like it's too close. Like I've been to like Sri Lanka, but I've never been to Canada. Um, and, and Calgary, obviously I've never been, but like, is it like, but, but then I've seen pictures. I, now that I've seen, I've been following Zoom media now, uh, on Instagram, I'm like, Oh, Calgary seems like a, like, a, it's like a city. I, I pictured it as like some, you know, rodeo town. <laughs> it's a big city. Large. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, in, it's in over, terms... it's over a million people for sure. I, you know, you look, there's yeah. some skyscrapers and yeah. Like you don't know everyone in Calgary. Like, I, you know, where I live, no, I kind of it... know everybody. Yeah. But we also ran out of Edmonton as well. Um, so we did, when we scaled our business, we went into a different city. So oh, we're okay. in Calgary and Edmonton. That's when I've got how, four employees up there. How close is Edmonton? It is a two hour, three hour drive. It's a three hour drive. Three hour drive. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So that and is Edmonton a whole, is a completely different market. Then. Different market, different city, different people, different realtors. It's a t- totally different ball game up there. Right. Um, and, and, and how is that? I, uh, and actually I want to talk, I want to talk about that more in the, in the, in the, in the second half of the, uh, of the show. Um, but, uh, cause I think that's, that's something that I, you know, I, I've thought about a lot is like trying to expand into a market that is not like adjacent to yours and then how that works kind of managing that. So let's, let's put, let's put a pin in that and we'll save it with the second half of the show. Okay. Um, but do you think you're the biggest in, in, in Calgary? I would like to think we are one of the okay. bigger ones. <laughs> one of the bigger. Okay, all right. You're not gonna. You're not gonna I'm, make a bold proclamation that you're the biggest. That's okay. No, I would like to say we're the best, but I won't say. Well, we're the biggest, oh, but. that's <laughs> that, that's 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 very clear. That's very very clear. That's very. Um, and so, but you, it, just to go a, a little deeper into your background, just just a bit. Um, but you, you're the uh, the operations manager now, but you were shooting at one time. So you yeah, you so have I, boots on the ground on this. Oh yeah, I, I photographed for eight years. So oh, that's you know, a long time. Eight houses a day for eight years. So I've seen a lot of things. <laughs> how, yeah. how? But how the hell are you doing eight houses in a day? I don't understand. In Canada, the days are so long. I guess you can do eight houses. The like, days are long. The hours were long. No, we we didn't. There wasn't very many days that we did eight a day. And you know, yeah. some of them were small, whether they were condos or yeah, of course, only, sure. You know that you can kind of right. stack those up pretty quickly yeah. together. But of course there were like when we first started out, even when we hired our third photographer, Luke, he, um, he did some really long days with us as well because it was just about the hustle and the grind, right? You're trying yeah, right, to right. appease and, and say yes to every client you yeah, possibly of can. Right. So, Absolutely. um, I think, you know, I, I mean, I think that's what, that's what drives people to scale. Yeah, <laughs> the working until you get up in the morning to work again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah. And then, um, uh, and so, but now you're not, um, you're not uh, shooting. Your operations mm-hmm. manager, like what, like kind of just the the nutshell overview. What are you doing day to day, besides dealing with bitchy realtors? So we hired quite a few admins over the last few years, um, and we just ended up never quite finding the right fit. Uh So it kind of came down to a conversation Jamie and I were having one day where I said, (laughs) I don't ever want to drive again, and I don't want to shoot another house again. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Because, oh, I've, you know, I've had that same conversation. I've had the same conversation. So many. And I just was kind of so burnt out. And, you know, we were having a hard time because we had hired admins um, who were doing the scheduling. And I remember one time she had put me 
in a smaller town outside of Calgary and gave me 20 mm. minutes to shoot a house and get to another smaller town an hour and 45 minutes away from where I was right. Right. in like only 20 uh, minutes. Like that's yeah, all the right. time I had. So yeah, I yeah. was like, okay, she's not working out. This isn't <laughs> working. I can't make this happen. Right. So kind of came down to, well, I know the business. I know how much time everybody needs at a house. You can tell me it's a 2,500 square foot home. I'll give you an idea of how much time you'll need. I know the right. city. Sure. I know how long travel time will take. So I decided to take on basically the role of operations manager and admin so that we could mm -hmm. kind of get things back on track because we had mm -hmm. had so many kind of fallouts with our previous right. admin. So, so you were, so it. you were having, you were having admins come in, but then you were out in the field. So you weren't really able to kind of hover over them and, you know, make sure they're doing the, the job. Yeah. Correctly. So both Jamie and I were kind of out in the field and, I ended up feeling like we were kind of both still trying to do two jobs at once. So right. the, you know, especially because your admins are wonderful and, and really helpful. And we have one now that's amazing, great, helpful, but you know, at the end of the day, they don't know how to answer the questions that are difficult. Mm -hmm. So right. the, the sales questions, the, my photos suck questions mm -hmm. <laughs> or answers, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. the, mm -hmm. the, the stuff that they don't necessarily have the the knowledge or the um, ability to kind of deal with, we were still mm -hmm. dealing with. So we'd be out right. shooting and then I'd come home yep. and then I'd have to answer those. And I was mm -hmm. kind of like, uh, why don't I just start answering those? <laughs> yeah, totally. I just take, take it over. So I've been doing the operations management and, and full-time administrative work with us now for about three years. Okay. And so it's been a really good change, but um, it is, a lot more dealing with people than what mm -hmm. you're used to, right? Which for me, right. I'm social. And that was another part of the, you know, driving and the, the doing the photos that I yeah. ended up actually needing a change from was I felt like I would, I would come yeah. home and I would talk to my dog and be like, I haven't talked to another human today. And now I'm just yeah. talking to my dog because yeah. with lockbox access and, you know, text mm. messages, you would just go from house yeah. to house to house and you kind of, I lost the, the social aspect of it. Sure. Um, so that then when I, it's a, to this, it, it's, been a, it's a, it's a lonely life. I mean, and that, that was part is. of my point of the, the, at the conference is like, it is a lonely life and, and, and I think it wears on your mental health. Without a doubt. And so this has been a good a good switch in that aspect, but it wears on your mental health in a different way. <laughs> so <Right. you> know, <laughs> <laughs> having to deal with people all day long is a different type of, <laughs> of dealing with it. But uh, it, you know, it that's, I think that's life. Every everything comes with its challenges, right? So yeah. um it's just right. about finding the balance. Right. Well, my big challenge right now is that I need to give some time to some sponsors and we got to do our social media sidebar. So we're going <laughs> to break this conversation and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about Edmonton. We're going to talk about, I think, some other stuff. And I, I want to, you know, I, I want to get more into, um, you know, some of these other pain points, because I think sometimes we paint a rosy picture here about scaling your business. And I think it is, it is really a service to talk about these pain points. And then we, Brian, you said you had, you had like two action items. So you're going to choose the best one. So we're going to end with an action item. But before that, let's, let, let's get down to business. We're going to do some ads and we're going to do our social media side.
I'm so happy. Chelsea's going to join me to do some ads. Chelsea, the first one up is Ariel. What's the what's the latest and greatest in Ariel? What do we? Th- I hear I have one. The app. We were getting some really great feedback on our app. So here's the thing. Uh, you know, Aereo will provide you a white label app, uh, you know, uh, for a fee, of course. But um, we have really been trying to promote that to our clients a bit more lately. And we and here's the feedback. Here's the thing that people are loving. Right, Chelsea, do you know what it is? I'm waiting. Let's hear oh, it. you. <laughs> okay. So, so your agents can actually download from the app, download their photos, all of them, one of them, four of them, however many they want, directly to their phone. So therefore, that pain point of them getting those photos from their computer to their phone, which, come on, let's face it, most realtors do not know how to do this. Now that is solved. It goes right into their phone and boom, they can post it right up to Instagram. Ah, convenience. Uh, that's it. Aereo, <laughs> it's, just, it's convenient for you as the real estate media professional and it's convenient for your clients. Aereo, give them a try today. Aereo.com. Use the code UPMARKET at checkout. And any new user will get 15 free bonus listings. Come on, do it. So Chelsea, I know you work for a real estate media company. <laughs> yes, I do. But if you owned a real estate media company, I'm just let's, let's role play for a second. Okay. If you owned a real estate media company, would you want to turn that real estate media company into a, a realtor marketing agency? Absolutely. Oh, you would. Well, luckily for you, there is a service that can do that for you. It is local marketing department. And today they are sponsoring our social media sidebar. Awesome. So local marketing department is a white label service that will, uh, that, that you can sell to your clients to help manage their social media, their SEO, their websites, their, uh, that I'm always, oh, lead generation. That's the big one. I'm always, always forget. And they can, you know, help get, um, uh, uh, your clients higher up in the rankings on Google My Business, which is, I mean, that's just the ultimate goal for all of this, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So local marketing department. So it's localmarketingdepartment.com. That's local marketing. And then it's DEPT.com, not department spelled out. Localmarketingdept.com. If you go there, uh, you are going to, and you mention Upmarket, if you sign up for their service, they're going to give you one free month. And they're going to give you three months of two of their services to give out for free to your clients so they can get started using those services. Hmm. No brainer. Do it. Okay, let's get on with the social media sidebar. We're UpMarketPod across all social media. We're UpMarketPod.com. We love the ratings. We love the reviews. Brianne, have you rated and reviewed, uh, you know, uh, UpMarketPod? No, I will. Oh, you're, you're, okay, you will. Okay. Today, yeah. You're like tonight. most of our, you're most of like most of our listeners haven't done that yet. Get in there. Rate review. I know you've subscribed. Obviously you've subscribed to the podcast. I Wherever did you listen do to that. podcasts, subscribe. Oh, fantastic. Um, we really actually appreciate that. If you have a question, if you have a comment, DM us on any of these social media platforms. You can also, uh, I, I think, you know, at umarketpod.com, we have a contact form to fill out. Um, you know, and we, our webinar is still live, a market course backslash webinar. And that is the webinar that it is kind of a takeoff on what I talked about at PMRE, the one that got, um, you know, Brianne all in a, in a fit and had to come up to me. So if you want a little more context for why she had to come out and call me out, 
uh, you know, watch that. You can get a you can get a real sense of what's going on. And so, Brienne, you know, Zoom Media in Calgary. You know, where can we find you all uh, on social media? Yeah. So um, our biggest one's Instagram. It's just Zoom Media. That's right. Z O O N Media. And then, oh, Z O O N. Oh my God, you're Canadian. I love that. <laughs> I, I love calling it Z. I never would think of that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't either, but I guess that's how I say it. Um, so, well, as, yeah. as you should. That's how you say it there. I, I just think it's uh, that's amazing. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. And then we do, obviously, we've got Facebook as well. We just started a TikTok. Oh, I know. oh good. So, we've, been, uh, we've been talking about it. Um, and fa- who fuck Facebook is whatever. No one, you know, no, maybe you connect this, with, it, yeah. Instagram's our biggest thing. So if you want yeah. to message us, find us, follow us on Instagram. And then, yeah, we're starting to do some TikTok. We actually have got a meeting with my social media woman this week again. We've got some mm-hmm. new exciting things coming our way. Um, you know, so oh, oh, I learned what, at the what, conference. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, what, are these new, doing... what are these new, new exciting things? Well, I just think, you know, it's, it's amazing to show what we do, but we want to kind of show more about how we do it and who we are. I think that's going to be a kind of fun. So like behind the scenes kind of thing, do some more behind the scenes stuff and and get to know our people. Um, We do have these amazing employees and, you know, Mm -hmm. showcasing who they are as opposed to just what materials and and products they take. So that's kind of where we're going to go with this. Well, and so, and when you're, and you're going to do that on TikTok and then you're going to syndicate it to your stuff on Instagram as well, or syndicate, I don't know how you do it, but you know, post it, you're going to post it as reels on, on Instagram as well. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, my amazing social out, right? media, she's going to, she's going to help us get that going and she will better answer those questions for you. <laughs> so okay, send her well, a DM. Well, the next, okay, perfect. <laughs> the next podcast will be with her. I will. But are you, uh, um, like, how much do you think social media is driving new business for you? Is that something that you're finding is helpful or are you just kind of doing it? Sometimes I feel like we're doing our social media and it's just to kind of keep in the minds of our current clients and then they can see what new houses are on the market. And, and I don't know how much is driving new business. What do you, how, how are you feeling about it for yourself? I would say it's a tiny bit new business. And the rest mm-hmm. is about just keeping up with what's going on and keeping up with our clients as well. Like you kind of said, like mm-hmm. staying in their mind and being present and showing even the people we already work with what we are offering mm-hmm. if we're offering something new and right. kind of just trying to keep, you know, visual, right? Because we're, we're mm-hmm. such a visual mm-hmm. producing, we have a lot of amazing content. So it's not, but we do get, right. we do get the occasional new jobs from it, which I love. Like sure, people will, sure. you know, seek out. And one nice thing that we do have is all of our employees, They some of them have their own Instagrams as well. And they mm-hmm. post and we repost. And we're finding that when we do, we're doing more of that kind of stuff, that we are finding some new clients through that just because they, you know, gravitate towards one particular person or another kind of client mm-hmm. of ours. So it's, it's a nice kind of way for them to be all. Involved. So you, are you, are you reposting your employees stuff that is related to zoom or just like yeah. their kind of personal stuff? Okay. They, ha- they so they're, don't have, they're posting their own. Yeah. Like work yeah. kind of accounts. <laughs> oh, they have. So now, okay. So on those work accounts, are they, are those that things that they're doing on their own or you just kind of give like, Hey, it's, it's Fred at Zoom Media, you know, Instagram and like mm-hmm. you guys manage that for them. They manage it. 
but if they post something that is from Zoom, then we will repost it. So it is like a bit of kind of an extension of us through them. So it's a way to kind of reach even more audiences by not just being one account. So, as, you know, it is a tricky place to go into, <laughs> but, but uh, they okay, like but, to show uh, off their work as well, right? They're proud of it. And that's something that right. I would take away. Right. Okay. So I, actually, I just want to drill down a little more because I'm trying to understand. So these are accounts that you start and then give to them, or these are their accounts that then they're like, oh, I'm going to make this my work account and they own it. So like if, if they don't work for you anymore, then do you, do you still have that account or do they have it? I mean, what, so how does that their accounts? So most of them were, are like photographers, you know, beforehand, mm -hmm. right? So right. a lot of it is mostly their stories. So it's not stuff that's a uh, permanent post, right? It's if their stories, right. if they're at a cool house and they want to show it off, mm -hmm. then we'll repost right. something like that. So it's something that's less permanent that will be staying on their right. page. It's more just their stories. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. And so then their, their account, so it's not, you know, uh, you know, Fred Zoom. it's like, Fred's no but that's a great account idea. yeah <laughs> well I'm just I'm like, well that's I like I, it well, that's a, yeah I, it was it's a great idea that you thought that I thought you thought of but apparently I thought of it so I'll go ahead and take credit yeah but, yeah, but now I'm I, well, stealing it, it. Yeah, it's not stealing this is collaboration this is what the podcast is all about we're all learning from each other and you know so just sometimes getting clarity on something you know opens up you know a, a different avenue I mean that that could be I don't know. That is interesting. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do that because one of the things that we've done as as we're scaling that we cribbed from Lauren Engel in LA was that we're now whenever we post photos that one of our shooters have done, we say, okay, shot by Nikki, shot by Marco. Uh, you know, we put that kind of really big in there so that that way that that's one more way that we're conditioning our clients that it's not Mark or I shooting their their homes, right? Yeah, that's exactly. That's yeah. kind of the thing that I was trying to say which I didn't really say but you know it's it's more about bringing their personal touch to it and making sure mm -hmm. that our clients know that so especially because right. there are these situations where often we are just sending them and they're going in with lock boxes and you know right real estate agent has no idea who actually did it <laughs> so if right. we can post right. something or we can post this cool story where they say hey I'm like at this penthouse suite um mm -hmm. and then we can show okay you know here's Luke today was there um, and tag him and, and kind of show it as long as like, you know, we're not taking their personal accounts. Like I just made a joke, my personal accounts, just photos of my dog. Right. So don't take that right. one, but <laughs> take right, my work right, account. Right. right? right, right so right, only right, if right. they have that kind of content on their, on their account. Right. Okay. All right. Well, interesting. I think that there's a little bit to chew on here. Let's, we'll have to, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to have, we're going to have got, to think You've about got some this. ideas going in my head now and I'm meeting uh, on Thursday. So brilliant. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. I will, we'll get the follow up on this. Um, yeah. And, and, and kind of, you know, I'll have 12, I'll have 14 more uh, uh, Zoom accounts to follow. It's going to be some mm -hmm. exciting. So my feed is going to be Zoom central. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. Thank you. We got a lot more and I'm looking forward to the best of your two action items. We're going to find out what it is at the end. All right. If I was going to create a mob, I'd make them all pixels. <laughs> oh, sorry, pixel mob. We're coming up, coming up with coming coming up with bad jokes for you here. Um, 
Pixel Mob, you know about Pixel Mob, Chelsea. Yes, I do. Oh, we've been using Pixel Mob a bit. Yes, so we it's have. what is it? It's a marketplace of verified editors. So instead of being inundated all the time and weeding through all those emails you get from editors, you can now go to a place where they're vetted and where all those services and prices are laid out for you to see. And what's not to love? One stop shop. Ah, for editing. Yeah. So you can get all the stuff done. Um, and the, you know, and that's one of the biggest hurdles that all of us face is how are we having relationships with editors? Who can we trust? How can we keep consistent quality? And Pixel Mob is going to be one of the ways that you're going to be able to do that. So if you want to give Pixel Mob a try, they are given a pretty generous offer. You get 25 bucks if you go to pixelmob.com/upmarket, and any new anyone who signs up there is going to get 25 bucks to spend on on editing services. And so that's pixelmob.com p i x l m o b no e in pixel pixelmob.com slash upmarket go get 25 bucks make your life convenient God, we just have so many services that make everyone's life so much more convenient yeah, it's amazing Love it. pixel mob thank you so much So, Brianne, I do want to touch more on this whole Edmonton business. So, we, we've established Edmonton is like a three-hour drive from Calgary. And what, was that just part of your growth strategy to try to break into this new market? Or did, was there kind of a natural progression? Like maybe you had a photographer who was like, oh, I'm going to move to Edmonton. Uh, you know, or how did it come about? Um, what is the strategy behind it? And how is it going? It wasn't just a chance to try and break out and continue to grow. I think we mm -hmm. kind of felt like we had reached a point in Calgary where it seemed like we were not at our max, but mm -hmm. where we were, you know, steady. We had 10 yeah. employees here. We were doing yeah. like, you know, enough, keeping them busy enough, but we right. were like not over exerting them and or, right. or so we thought <laughs> they probably think differently but you know right. we were we felt like we were at a point where it maybe made sense to try and go somewhere else and because Edmonton is that close of a drive it mm -hmm. was something that we could do you know ourselves so uh like we rented a condo up there for a year and Jamie would go up there and and we found some employees and we trained them and he started wow. you know and so we then he we kind of alternated. He spent more of the time up there um, just because he has kind of grown the photography side of things. And so um, use his skill set to train our guys up there, but I would go as well and kind of switch. Like I would spend mm -hmm. a couple of weeks living up there, um, you know, and, wow. and going and doing sales and trying to get some clients and things like that. So uh, at first it was, a, it was a struggle. <laughs> Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that, that sounds that sounds very like that's a full commitment there. That's a big that's like, you know, you're not. Yeah, and definitely. That. I think for him as well, you know, he's got a family. Um, so for me, it was kind of easier when I went up um, and kind of, you know, could take the time and go there and do it. Mm -hmm. But it, it at first, I'm sure we both were like, this isn't worth it. Right. But we found some <laughs> we found some really great people up there. And part of what we were looking for when we were hiring um, were self-sufficient employees in a way because mm -hmm. we knew that they would not have um, management or an admin 
like at their hand. You know what I mean? Because we're still going to mm-hmm. be living in Calgary and running it from here. And right. so we've ended up with some really great people up there that um, they're capable of, you know, kind of just going for it and doing their own thing. And mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. run the schedule still from Calgary and all the calls come through Calgary and all the bookings come through Calgary. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, you know, they kind of take off on their own or they, you know, manage things a little bit for themselves up there. So that was a big part of who we were looking for, finding the right people to help us grow up there. Mm. And and has it, how, so how long ago was that? You know, COVID threw a weird wrench yeah, in my timeline I, of life. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, <laughs> I want to like say three us, years, yeah. but I actually think it's more like four. Four and a half ish, maybe. It was pre COVID. It's pre COVID. So, yeah, so it's at least by two a while. Years, so maybe, so, yeah. I guess maybe five years now. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I feel like the last few years of my life, it's all gone by so fast that I have no idea where oh, I am or what's happening. It's been it like, it's, it's been the most, gla- <laughs> it's been the most glacial fast three years of my life. You know, yeah, it's just so like, I just don't count them. So I'm confused oh, okay. all the time. Right. Where they went. right. But you're, tw- you're 27 I, still. It's great. Amazing. Yes. Um, <laughs> So I think actually about now it's almost been about five years or, or roughly that, that we, um, and so, and it's going well, and are you seeing continued growth and, and is it hard to manage that from afar? Right. I, I, I guess I would the, the, say it has not been the most continued growth we had ex- hoped for. However, that mm-hmm. being said, we haven't put much work into it. So I will, mm-hmm. you know, say that things kind of, you know, did shift a lot during COVID and Mm -hmm. like our employees here and what we were going to do and kind of managing that and managing our bigger group of people here kind of became a little more difficult and we had a lot Mm -hmm. of changes so we are lucky for for the group that we have in Edmonton that they have kind of just sustained and they've been doing really well Um, but our growth has kind of just stayed the same there Um, it, it fluctuates a little here and there but it's not been the same growth that we've had in Calgary I do mm-hmm. think a bit of it is the market in Edmonton's a bit different. And I do think right. a bit of it is that we're not doing as much as we could. <laughs> no. Well, right. Well, but it's hard, <laughs> but, but it's hard when you're, when, when you're three hours away and I just know, we, you know, our, our kind of big thing and our, and our growth, you know, kind of plan for 2023 is to break into just the Western side of our County. Right. And so it's like, it, it's like 45 minutes for, you know, half an hour from where Mark lives and, you know, we don't have any shooters up there. It's just a, it, it's, it's a whole different market, even though it's within our County, but it, it is hard to, you know, when our, our focus is on the whole West side of the County to, to, to be up there. And so um, it, it's, we've just found it so difficult to break in, even though we go to, we do the networking events, we, we go up there, but, you know, we have not rented a condo there and tried to, you know, cultivate, cultivate a bunch of, a bunch of clients. And so I, I think, because I think, most people as they're scaling, right, you, you get to a point where you're looking like, well, how big is my home market? You know, what, you know, am I saturated here? You know, what can I do here? And then, and then what are you left with? Mm-hmm. Well, you got to butt into the next town over, you got to, yeah. And so that, that to me is like the thing that we haven't explored to the max and, and, but it seems also really difficult. I mean, that to me is daunting. I mean, I think there was a point when Mark and I first merged where I was like, great, we're going to, 
you know, set up shop in Omaha, Nebraska, you know, or whatever, you know, we're going to find a place to, to break into, you know, that we can just find a shooter there and, and kind of half buy them out. And, you know, let's, we'll be at market media there and we're going to, uh, you know, show them the ropes and handle all the admin side that we're going to grow that way. But I don't know that that's really a path that is viable or that, that I would want to do because it just seems managing from afar is so hard. Absolutely. And I think there are things that uh, we could focus on up there and we could do, but it's kind of difficult when you're running in this part here, which right is bigger mm-hmm. and always has more issues. <laughs> and we're right. constantly trying to kind right. of, uh, manage that. So I think the best way that we, we could grow up there is by having more management up there. But yeah, you know, just on the little break here, I was joking with you about how I am uh, a control freak. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you did. You say know, that. getting yeah. in, getting another management management up there and management team up there to work on that. It's possibly something that we could look into or something that we could help. Right, but it comes down to, you know, how do you know they'll be good enough? How do how do you know? How do you give up some control and all those difficult questions yeah. that are scaling did business? You say, did, did, did you say? <laughs> but did, okay, you took me to task for my presentation, but you know there was a whole big section of it. It was about like to scale a business, you got to let go. I know, I know. Uh, but you zoned that part out. <laughs> Okay, uh, but here, but here's my question, and this is a legitimate question. Yeah. Do you believe that's true? Do you have to let go? Yes, I believe that's true. I don't, I don't know you that well, but I know you're a control freak. I, <laughs> but do you think though, to scale, you have to let go? And I mean, you have yes. scaled to to 15 employees. Have you let go of certain things? Yes, and I think. Jamie would agree. Like, I think especially, you know, even him giving more things, more tasks to me, even us giving more tasks to our admin, we have started to realize that we can't wear every hat and we Mm -hmm. can't do it all. And that there are things that we do have to let go. And there are things that we do have to delegate to other people who are maybe more suited for it. Um, You know, even within our, our employees here, we've just kind of delegated more management duties. So, uh, well, like I said, we have a drafting team and we have a photography team. So um, mm-hmm. our shooter that's been with us the longest is the photography manager. And we've mm-hmm. even started now realizing I can like delegate some management duties to him, which, you know, mm-hmm. we <laughs> we mm-hmm. never used to do. <laughs> but right. it is a little bit about letting go because you can't actually do everything. That is impossible. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is impossible. And, yeah. and but it, but if you're a control freak, I, I guess that's just an intrinsic part of your, your uh, of your of your personality. And so, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm assuming. I mean, or, or do you actually derive fulfillment from that? I mean, is it because I, I like I think back to one of the conversations I had, and I think I had it on the podcast with our business advisor Jeff um, about how to know, you know, when you're when it's time for you to scale a business. And and I kind of was like, well, if you find yourself working, you know, 18 hours a day and, or, you know, 15 hours a day or whatever, you know, then it's, it's time, you know, and you do that for a certain amount of time, it's time to scale. And Jeff was like, well, not necessarily because maybe that's actually what you want. Right. So it's just aligning what you want with, with this process. So do you like, 
do you want to let go of being a control freak? Do you want to let go of these certain things? I mean, what's the, you know, what's the risk reward for you, right? You know, what do you, what do you want out of your, your, your work in your life? Right. I, I think for myself personally, I thought I wanted to let go more than I do. So, you know, Mm -hmm. like I, I realized that, I have to let some things go so that I can have a better work-life balance. Mm -hmm. But I also realized I really love working. Like I am a hard worker. I Mm -hmm. like things to be well done. (laughs) I like, Mm -hmm. maybe that's the other part of me is the people pleasing aspect is I like the schedule to be as perfect as possible. That like makes me feel good. So Mm -hmm. there is part of me that knows that I can continue to do those things because I like them and because I want to be a good worker in that way mm-hmm. and also you know take away some of the things that maybe I don't like doing so if I'm like really controlling over the schedule and I like doing that it's like a Tetris puzzle for me figuring mm-hmm, out where, mm-hmm. where they can go mm-hmm. and how I can get them there on time if right. I don't want to give that away but maybe like I said I can I have someone who can answer some emails for me because mm-hmm. I'm just tired and sick of doing that right so right, right. there are there are parts to it that I do think you're right like I don't think that when you scale a business you have to give up everything to other to delegate it mm-hmm. all away I think you should keep some of the things that probably got you to where you are and that you like doing and right. I know for me that like feeling of letting go too much was starting to wear on me as well. So having Mm. too much work was wearing on me, but then letting it go was also making me feel like this isn't good. Like I, I am a big part of this company and it should be me who's in control of this. Right. So it's finding balance. I guess. (laughs) It's finding a balance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. It is though. And I think even as you grow or you kind of come, you can get bigger and get smaller at the same time. Right. Like we've, we've had lots of people come in and lots of people go. And I think the different employees or the different people that you have make you realize what they're good at as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So that part has made me understand that, okay, if he's really good at this, I can give that task to him. And that balance now became less of me just like giving it away because I couldn't handle it, but Mm -hmm. because I was proud of the way that he could handle it, something like that. Well, have you done that analysis kind of on yourself and to say, hey, what am I good at? You know, what do I enjoy? I mean, what do you know? Or or are you just like, well, no one else can, you know, no one else can do it the way I do it. So I'm just going to do it. I mean, are you have like, have you done a ton of self-reflection about this? And and if you don't want to answer, that's, that's fine. Uh, sounds more like a talk with my therapist. No, well, that's okay. Well, that's, that's okay. Look, we can do that and you don't even have to pay me. It's fine. We'll yeah. do, we'll just do... Free therapy. Yeah. Um, I have done some self-reflection. I think over the years you realize that you have to do a little bit because if things are working or things aren't working, there's reasons why, right? So whether they're working and they're going really great, you can reflect on that and say, okay, the year that we were doing awesome, why was it? Was it because I was in charge of this or not? Or was it because I felt good about this? Like Mm -hmm. once you, we've been in this industry for 10 years. So obviously we've had a lot of ups and downs. And I think when you take the time to actually reflect on every up and every down, you will realize kind of the 
good parts of yourself and the bad parts of yourself and the parts where I've been like, I could have done that a lot better or I could have, mm-hmm. you know, and not necessarily even in the control aspect, just in the management. Like I have an art degree, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Many of us do. <laughs> I, I do too. Yeah. Yeah, and now yeah. I'm managing 15 people and I right. self-reflect daily going, how am I doing this? <laughs> because right. there are many tasks and things that I never thought I'd be doing in my life but I enjoy it and I do love it and it is you know there are moments where I go oh I am really good at this or there's moments where I go that is something you could improve on right well but clear but but if you weren't good at managing and growing the business you wouldn't have 15 employees I feel like right I mean that's like the 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 proof is in the proverbial pudding um Mm -hmm. but it like Okay, here's 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 a question. Are you making art with your mm. art degree? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> and are you okay with that? Uh no. I would say that in my last couple years I have reflected on that more and I do miss the aspect of when I was taking real estate photos and I was enjoying the creative part of it. I miss that kind of art level to it um, mm-hmm. that now that I am in this position, I definitely don't find that I have. So there are parts of me that I don't get to do in my job. But, you know, I realize that not everybody gets to do that. So, you know, it's about finding the way to bring right. it back in other aspects of my life. Right. So. Right. I, I do I do miss it and I do realize that I have to kind of bring that back for myself, which is kind of like a path that I am going towards now and trying mm-hmm. to kind of get back into maybe with hobbies and different things like that. Because at some point, I think we all started in this industry because we love to take photos, right? you know, like maybe not real estate, maybe not, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what we are doing now but at some point you probably picked up a camera and went oh this is really fun right, right. <laughs> and right. Then- well it's it's filled with people who whether they would call themselves an artist or whether they have a, a formal art training they come at things most often with an artistic eye right you have mm-hmm. that element to you um and, and so i think we all come from that place and i personally never really found it artistic fulfilling right and and i and and i think my my kind of art background and my kind of bent in art is is very specific and it's probably leans more in like the conceptual art realm and stuff which is just very far afield from you know real estate photography and and like i i would use photography as a medium but it was never something that i was like you know i never geeked out on cameras i never geeked out on you know any of that type of stuff uh but i do like a very nicely composed image you know i have a very formal mm-hmm. eye that 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 could do that um so it, it, and i think for a lot of people although i do see people you know out that's still getting into it and they just they they're really loving the artistic element of it but i think when you're doing it you know if you're doing eight shoots a day if you're doing that type of thing it's so easy to just have it numb numbed you know and and i feel like my artistic eye in a way for doing so much real estate photography it's kind of ruined it where now it's like i'm looking at things from a real estate photography point of view and i find it harder to take those kind of photos that in my personal artistic life that i actually like 
right? So because mm-hmm. I'm like worried about I'm worried about the verticals. <laughs> yeah, I I think that's what happened uh, for myself. Like it, you know, it took something I used to really love and it turned mm-hmm. it into work. <laughs> right. And then it like you know all of a sudden I like I you know remembered the first like trip I did to Europe. I brought like my camera and like a million lenses. I was carrying and hauling around this stupid camera bag. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. I was so excited about photography and all I wanted was to take pictures of architecture because I really loved it. Mm-hmm. And then I did this job and then the next time I went traveling, I brought my iPhone because I was like, Ugh, I can't hold a camera. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to take any more yeah. pictures. Right? So it, it changes your perspective on that, which can you know also alter the way you feel about it. So that's like one of the things that I have reflected on and how do I make sure that my team feels like they're still getting some joy out of this. Like what right. can we do to bring that back? Because oh, yeah. most of the photographers I've hired are like amazing photographers, you know, whether they started mm-hmm. in landscape or portrait or something and we've put them here, I don't want them to work so much that they their camera like mine is covered in dust. You know, right. I don't want that to happen. So how can we keep that that joy and the creativity and and uh, you know the actual fun part alive. How, do, you, how, how, how do you do it? Can you tell <laughs> oh, me? Oh, I'm working on it. I don't really know if I have the answer to that yet. I think if I do, um, I'll have to start my own podcast, but it's, oh, uh, uh, yeah, I would be guest. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think there has to be a way, right. And that's the thing, whether it's through Does company it culture. I don't know though. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, in some sense, maybe not entirely, you know, your job is your job. But I do think that if it's all taken away, then they're going to end up not wanting to come to work. And that sucks, Mm -hmm. too, right? So that's another part of the balance. Well, I think about that all the time, is like, if you hire people to do it, and then you kind of put them in a position to exist in their job the way that I existed or it sounds like you existed when you were, you know, more out there solo shooting or, um, I don't want that for them. I want better Mm -hmm. for them. Right. I, I, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I want like, I am not enhancing my work life balance at the expense of someone else's. Right. So I, I like, I, 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 you know, it's, it's so important to me that, that we, you know, and I, I think of tournament, you know, I want to be a good boss, right? Like, you know, we have these people working for us and they are human beings. They have hopes and they have dreams. They have desires. They have likes and dislikes, you know, just like us. And they need to pay their rent. They need to, you know, they need to buy food. They need to do all the stuff that, you know, working provides, but, you know, ultimately like I, 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 and so much of this is is about that scaling journey for me, and, and part of the point of my presentation, and the point of I think what we're trying to do is like is have this better life, and it's not just for me; it's it, it's also for employees. And and I and I always worry that as 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 hard as we try, are we actually providing that for our employees? And I mean, it sounds like that's something that you've thought quite a lot about as well. So yeah, definitely. And I don't know if I'll ever have the real answer to that um but as long as I'm trying I feel like that's the best I can do right right well that's all we can do right I mean you know (laughs) and like you know 
and every time I try and, you know, make their day a little bit better in some way by thinking, okay, well, I doing a to day was terrible. I'm not going to make them do that. Right. Like there's right. little things from my experience that I do try to regularly kind of implement, but you know, I, I don't think I hold the answers to how to keep your employees completely happy. <laughs> wish no, I did. no, yeah, of course. No, <laughs> no, I, no, I, we, we all wish we could. So, yeah. Okay. So we're, we're kind of getting close to time to wrap this up and, in and, and I think I do want to ask you like point blank. Are you happy that you scaled your business or is it more headache? And and I mean, obviously what are you going to say? I mean, we're, this is a public podcast. You own this business. You're going to, Oh, I love it. I love it. But like, do you have regrets or, or do you think this, this was the right path and, and you're too far down the path to change it now? Um, but how, like, I don't know. Can you speak honestly about like where you are with it and, and how it is? I don't have regrets. Um, I think I personally live a life where I try just not to have any regrets um, because mm-hmm. I think those forever hold you back. I do think there are moments where I think, would this be easier if we hadn't done this? But right. at the end of the day, I feel the best about the fact that I am trying to create something for other people to have a nice job and have a good workflow. And like, to me, that's the part that I think keeps me going and feeling happy about scaling this is I know how much it was a struggle to be a single shooter. And I know Jamie feels the same way. And, you know, we, we constantly make jokes like, would it be easier if we just went back to that, you know? But our guys that are now working for us, they got to come here and they didn't have to necessarily start with that extreme hustle and that mm-hmm. extreme, you know, eight, eight million a day kind of thing, right? So mm-hmm. my hopes are that they get to still do something that they love and like they get to enjoy with it with the experience that I had to make it just even a little bit less of a crazy work schedule or something like that. Right. So mm-hmm. I think honestly, <laughs> yes, oh, that's, has, all that's all I want. <laughs> it's, it has been a challenge, but I am really happy with where we've grown the company to. I'm really proud of what we've done and mm-hmm. I don't think I would change it for anything because it's taught me a lot about myself and, you know, it's, it's made me a a very different person from when I started just growing with the company. So I couldn't take that back. And I do enjoy getting to kind of grow on that and to be a better version of myself every day that I, I work with soon and I work with my employees. Nice. Okay. I have one more very simple question because that was actually a beautiful wrap up and I hate to ask this other question, but I do have one practical question. Do you feel like you make more money in this position than you did when you were, that that if you were just like doing those eight shoots a day, or is it that you have a better quality of life and make a similar, you know, a similar or less amount of money? Because I think about that for ourselves and I'm wondering what the path is. It's about the balance for me right now. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I constantly say it's not about the money Mm -hmm. because 
for me, the biggest <laughs> that tells me you're not making as much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like I am, but at the same time, I have a lot more time. And time is the biggest uh-huh. value in the world for me. Right. So I had, I went through a lot in the last few years where I realized that I was spending too much time on work. And even if, you know, every time I was spending too much time on work, I was making great money. I couldn't even spend that money <laughs> because I was working. Right. <laughs> so right. it became to a point where I realized that the biggest value that I have is time. And that's why yes. I am, you know, proud of where we've gotten because I have more of it. I have a better work life balance. I have, you know, I haven't done a twilight in a long time. Uh, (laughs) That is. There there you go. You're you're talking like someone who should stand on stage next year at PMRE and and talk about (laughs) how great it is to scale their business. So uh, that would though take some action. And, and Mm. Brianne, have you decided which of your two action items is the best one that you're going to share with our audience and me right now? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Do you want me because, to go first and you think about it for yeah. a moment? Okay. Yeah, you go first. Okay. So I'm going to go first. I, I, and mine is really, I'm trying to relate my action items to what we, we've talked about. And, and I'm going to do one. And this is, it's kind of big, but also small. So my action item is to let go of something in your business. I don't care what it is. Let go of something that you are holding on so tight. Either you're going to delegate it to somebody or you're just going to say, this is something that actually isn't important and I'm not going to focus and I'm not going to put all this energy into this thing. And I think that is such good practice for scaling your business. It's just being able to let go of certain things and, you know, do these in a, in a positive and in a constructive way, but, but just let go of something, even if it's just tiny, just let go just a little bit. Brianne, we're ready. Okay. I'm glad you went first. Cause mine was actually one. Mine was very similar to that. So I'll oh. do my other one. Okay. And my, my second one was go out and take a photo. You're really proud of. Ooh. It doesn't have to be real estate. It, just of anything, go and go and take it, go and, you know, find that little bit of joy and love in the camera, in the art, go and, you know, actually take something and remember to be proud of your work and, and kind of circle back to that moment where you, you maybe started or maybe what made you want to do it again, that little moment of fire, go out and find it and take that photo. Oh, come on. That's good. That's beautiful. That's like, that's, man, I think that was a nice pair of action items right there. That though you do two of those things and you're going to enhance your life like a little bit here. Brianne, thank you very, very much. I like, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and, and, and being open to sharing, you know, uh, the the I think the full journey of this and 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 to let our listeners in on on what the realities of, of, of uh, can be when you're when you're scaling your business. So thank you so much for being absolutely. With us. Yeah, you're you're very welcome. And I do want to say, you know, if anyone's listening, if you ever have questions, um, I um, you can reach me through our our Instagram. I'm always here to answer. Um, you know, it was so lovely to meet so many people at the conference and especially, you know, those young girls who are doing their thing. And I thought, 
you know, it's, it's only going to go up and down from here. <laughs> so I always want to say, <laughs> if you ever need someone to talk to who, who's been through that as well, please reach out. Um, you know, it, it's, it's nice that we can have this industry that's kind of all far apart and, and kind of come together. So it's a really great thing. All right. All right. Well, fantastic. We're ending it here. Once again, thank you, Brian. Upmarket is a production of Upmarket Media. This episode was produced by Chelsea Froelich and recorded, edited, and mixed by Marco Guerrero. We're so happy you listened today and really hope you'll listen to the next one too. In the meantime, our wish for you is to not have to do any Friday night twilight shoots. Thank you for everything. <laughs>